0: sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at gutter helmet so you stay off the ladder visit gutter with gutter helmet you'll never clean your gutters again gutter indy.com
1: the hammer and nigel show The Hammer and Nigel Show. Colts lose at home
0: to the Saints, 38-27. My name is Nigel Jason Hammer. Right over there with a special guest on the hotline. One half of the morning show on 107.5 The Fan, KB and Andy. The KB of that program is Kevin Bowen. And Kevin, yesterday, for the first time this season, I realistically... Started looking at mock drafts for next season <laughs> because that loss from the Colts, yeah. that's it, that's donezo, right?
1: Yeah, I would say it's probably the emptiest like we've talked on a Monday, just yeah. based off you know how they play defensively is supposed to be the thing, especially their defensive front. So it's a thing that you rely on, you invested a lot there, uh, and now if you look at it, guys, it's just such a shocking stat to me, and I'm sure season ticket members don't need me to remind them of this at all, but that is now the ninth time in the last 10 games at Lucas Oil Stadium the Colts have lost. And it's just such an embarrassing statistic that uh, the inability to protect home field at all, um, and now you're three and five. If you look at the standings right now, New England's the only team in the AFC below you. uh, And unless you string something together of substantial proportions, which – uh, it seems a bit far, far-fetched far right now. Yeah, those uh, those mock drafts can going to be viewed more and more.
0: And unfortunately, the Colts are probably too good to get one of the game-changing players. They don't really need a quarterback at this point, but for those who wanted Marvin Harrison Jr., the Colts are probably not in that position. So I'm looking at cornerbacks, maybe edge rushers other wide receivers. Like what are the biggest needs, biggest problems on this team right now, Kevin? Well I
1: think you certainly laid out several of them right there, Hammer. I would argue pass rusher ahead of wideout, which I, I know might sound a little crazy, but just kind of hear me out on this. Um first off with just how the game has changed over the years. More and more wideouts get drafted higher and higher in drafts. The college game they They chuck it all the time, so naturally there's just more wideouts. So I do think if you were going to compare like positions of depth, I think it's easier. Obviously the Colts haven't been able to do it, but it's easier to find really high end wideouts than it is to find high end pass rushers. And you know I I just look at yesterday, and sure, you know the Colts have a cornerback problem that is not breaking news whatsoever. Uh, They also have an edge rushing problem, and Derek Carr was hit two times yesterday by the Colts. Uh, that is an inexcusable number. Number It allowed Carr, who had really been struggling up to this point, to have one of the best games of his career, which is obviously a very lengthy career as well. Um, so when I think about the edge pass rush group, the inability to close out games when you do have leads, a la that Cleveland game last week, um, and just consistently to disrupt the opposing quarterback, I feel like the Colts don't have an individual edge rusher that can do that. So, I mean, certainly wideout is up there. Obviously, corner is up there as well. But just based off kind of the scarcity at that position, I, I would go edge rusher. All right, KB, give me some hope. Give me some good news. Like, I, I love uh, Franklin. I love that we have the, the NFL's leading tackler. On our team, even though he was kind of hobbled yesterday. I like the one two punch of our running backs, Taylor and Moss. What are, I mean, give me any glimmer of hope, any any good things about the, the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, I guess I, before I go into full hope mode, some <laughs> might like when those one two punch at running back is maybe used a little bit more than it was used yeah. yesterday in that game. Uh, how about Josh Downs? Uh, oh, I yeah. Absolute stud at, at wideout right yes. away. Um, You know, a guy that kind of fits an area the Colts really haven't had, that smallest, shiftier wideout. I think his game is even more than just kind of labeling him as that. I think he's been outstanding. Credit Chris Ballard, credit Reggie Wayne for that um, identification and getting him in the third round. Um, So I would go there. Um, You know, obviously Juju Brents, we didn't see him play yesterday, second-round pick out of Warren. I, I thought what he was playing, it was starting to see a little bit more, and certainly the cornerback product. Uh, can't get much worse. So I do think when he gets back in the lineup, that's something that you would like to see. And I think the offensive line has been better than it was last year. Again, pretty low bar from last year. But I do think there were some questions of, you know, could you regain a little bit of form? I'm not saying they're a top five unit, but I do think they've given your offense a chance. And and I would say uh, certainly this time last year, they had not done that whatsoever. What grade would you give our backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, throughout the uh, first half of the season? Ooh, that's a good one. My um, uh, uh, C, C plus. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, Mitchell. Yesterday, uh, it, there were certainly some plays he made up his leg. Yeah. Um, and extended some things. I thought the, the, the touchdown pass to Drew Ogletree was outstanding. That was incredible, that was a hell of a play. The roll to his right, then deliver that ball on target uh, at the same time. And this is a little nerdy numbers, but uh, he averaged just over five yards per attempt. That is an awful. Uh, number and it's a kind of a key quarterback metric Uh, and you were just over 50 percent as a passer so if you're going to dink and dunk it which is pretty much what five yards per attempt says you know you can get by if you're 80 percent or you know something like that but when you're not that uh, that's even more alarming obviously he had the interception there that again Jacksonville and Cleveland the last two weeks those games had a little bit more from a turnover standpoint uh but still yesterday um that was a critical turnover at a juncture in the game in which uh, you know you were driving to potentially take a lead.
0: Kevin Bowen with us from 107.5 The Fan. NFL trade deadline is tomorrow Kevin. What are the Colts going to do if anything? Like if an offer comes in from somebody like the Jets or the Vikings who have quarterback issues but they feel like they could still make the playoffs possibly... Gardner Minshew possibly available, or is he locked in with the horseshoe?
1: Well, I would hope no one really is locked in. Certainly I don't think Gardner Minshew has earned locked in status, I guess, if you just want to throw out that name. Obviously, there are some guys that would take quite a lot of frying to get away from you, but I don't think your backup quarterback should be labeled as that. Um, <laughs> Hammer, this is probably where I and Chris Ballard differ a bit. You know, it, Let's look at the Ballard tenure. This will be his seventh trade deadline. Last year is the only time uh, he made a trade in season. Uh, even the Ryan Gricson era didn't have a lot of in season trades. Obviously, the infamous Trump Richardson one um, is something a lot of people remember. But how I view it is this: you're three and five. You've you've lost three straight. You know, unless your last name is a Colt employee, you, you'd probably be naive to think this is a realistic playoff type of contender. So, if that's the case, I view it and say, if there's anybody on your roster that you don't look at as part of the 2024 plan and beyond, there's a lot of notable free agents on this year's team, then you try and get something of value in return. For example, I'll use the name Bobby O'Karake. Um Colts fans will recall he was a linebacker, had a nice four-year run here. Uh, but you were not going to re-sign him last offseason. You had already paid too much at linebacker. He was going to move on in free agency. Well, the bummer of that is he moves on in free agency and you get nothing in return for him. So I think that's where you utilize this time period and say, all right, again, three and five, I've lost three straight. Even if some miracle happens and you get on a run, like are are you really going to make any sort of deep playoff push or even playoff run? The reality is no. So in my opinion, if there's a guy again on your team that you don't view as part of your plans moving forward, now is the time to get something in return for him. And that just adds to kind of the areas that you can build to some of those needs we talked about earlier with, in all reality, at the start of the season, this is always kind of a long-term viewed year than a short-term, all-in, push-your-chips-into-the-middle-of-the-table type of season.
0: Who are some potential names that could be brought up tomorrow, Kevin?
1: Yeah, I mean, the free agent list, Zach Moss is a free agent. Are you really going to re-sign a running back like Moss with Johnson Taylor already making the amount of money that he's making um, you know, Michael Pittman's a free agent. I, I think you'd re-sign him, so I don't necessarily view him. I've always been curious the role for Mo Ali cox at tight end. It seems to be dwindling. There seems to be some younger guys that they like. Not sure you can get much in return for him, to be honest. And then flip uh, flip over to the other side of the ball, Julian Blackman at safety is in a contract year. Kenny Moore at corner is in a contract year. Again, two guys that are they definitely going to be here next year and beyond. I, I still think they can be quality players for you, but if you have some doubt or you're ready to turn the page there, then I think trying to jump on that uh, would be a wise
0: decision. Where can we get more coverage? Yeah, one oh seven five the fan dot
1: com. Again, trade deadline tomorrow at four o'clock, so we'll certainly keep you up to date on that all day tomorrow. And uh, the wake up call with myself, Kevin Bowen and uh, Andy Sweeney, seven to ten on one oh seven five the fan.
0: Am I coming back on Thursday? I feel like we got a good thing rolling on Thursday night betting. Am I am I getting another extension? <laughs>
1: Yeah, we don't, uh, we don't bail on you until you lose. So, yeah, we I mean, wanted you win. Hell yeah. Yeah, 9.30 every Thursday, Jason Hammer joining us with the Degenerate Special.
0: There we go. Kevin Bowen, 107.5 The Fan. KB, thank you.